buddy. What's going on, man? What's going on? Not much. We are about to have Kyle Condor of Twitter on, and he has a nice job at John Boy Media. His at is Kyle NYY, and what one of the cool things I think Kyle does, he's very, very good at video editing. <laughs> And one of the videos he did last year that got 334,000 views was a video of the 2019 season, Yankee season, using the Full House theme song and, and pictures throughout their season for which where the characters would have been on Full House. And they put them on their team maybe six seven weeks ago and uh he is really really talented now he he does have one minor flaw he is but everyone does have flaws but he he is a packers fan so yeah so 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 it is it is it is it is it is a major major flaw i mean the the only thing i the only thing i could think of that the Packers, the good for society, is allowing regular people to buy stock in the team. Other than that, um, I mean, you wear you wear a fake cheese head on 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 your head. I mean, you you basically had two really good quarterbacks in twenty plus years, thirty for years, and you've only won two championships. I mean, so. Damn, take the lumber that Packers fans. I mean, listen, it's the, the good thing is, like you said, they're the first only publicly owned sports franchise in the North American sports. So I think that is probably the only, that's pretty much a cool thing is that, that fans can buy stock into the Green Bay Packers and literally is owned by the public. So that, that's actually pretty cool. But, but enough talking. Let's get Kyle on, on the pod right now. Do it to it. <laughs> Um, me, my buddy Paul's here right here. We're glad to have you on. So, before we get into anything sports related, first, I gotta act as I always act. How are you doing? How's your family doing in these tough times? Uh, we're good, man. You know, I'm very fortunate to say that the virus itself hasn't affected anybody, um, in my family. Um, of course, it's weird because my girlfriend is currently laid off from her job and I'm working from home, so that changes things a lot for us, but most importantly, uh, nobody's been sick, so, so I'm glad to be able to say that. That is cool, pretty cool stuff. So, the first thing I have to ask, how the hell are you an actor, fan? <laughs> so, I think that when I was a really little kid, I like to tell people I think I was copying off of my older cousin because he had a Packers steam bag in his, like, playroom that he used to hang out in. But come to find out, he's not even a Packers fan today. So either he switched, uh, well, I just copied off him because he had that. And I just stuck. I mean, I have pictures and videos of myself, like, four or five years old, just decked out on Packers stuff. Um, now, the, Pack, the Packers won the Super Bowl in, I think, 1996, and I was three at the time, so I definitely don't remember it, but maybe that had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, there's really not a vocal people out there. I'm from Central Jersey, so we're like halfway between New York and Philadelphia. So a lot of people either went with one or the other, or just completely straight away. The sports teams are all over the place. 
So how mad were you when the Packers drafted Jordan Love and not really helping their one-hit wonder, Aaron Rodgers? Very true. Well, go ahead. Well, 
baseball right now, um, obviously, we don't have sports right now. And apparently, baseball is being at the phone this idea to start mid-June or early July by Independence Day to have three divisions, have basically these all, all teams in like three different divisions, um, uh, 14 teams make the playoffs. So my question to you is, are you cool with that proponent that baseball is throwing out? I am. Uh, just for one year, I think they might as well just put the whole thing up because it's already a mess to begin with. For one, let's start here. I'm, I want them to do whatever they need to do to get a some form of baseball. Doesn't, doesn't matter what they do. I don't care if they come up with some situation where they're playing like five on five. Give me some baseball if I don't be. So if, if the games with. didn't count, would you watch? Yes. No, no, I'm saying it's it's straight up exhibition. No wins don't count. No games don't count. It's just a couple of months of baseball, just just to have it. I mean, I'm, they're never going to do that. They're going to fight for something. Whether they call it the 
the division. Like the first and foremost goal is win the division. That's what you got to focus on because that's really important in baseball. And teams build in ways that are going to allow themselves to do that. So now if you're pushing up all the divisions and putting the Yankees against the Philly for the majority of the games, you're just, you're changing up everybody's strategy and playing and stuff like that. And you're literally taking the Major League Baseball and putting it in a blender. So it's tough to call that a World Series when it's nothing like what the rest of the team had to accomplish to win the World Series. Alright, um, first of all, congratulations for working for John Boy Media. I think that's very impressive that uh, he chose you. And uh, when you made that 2019 New York Yankee video with the Full House theme song, did you expect to get 334,000 views? <laughs> no, not at all. I thought, and this goes for pretty much everything I said now, I'm like, it's either going to Plot, like people are gonna just think it's goofy or weird and not share it, or people are gonna love it. And it turns out people loved it. Um, and I, I'm still pretty shocked by how much traction that got. Like that, that was the day when most I got most of my Twitter followers and things like that. And I was, I was shocked by it. I've never done anything like that in my life before. <laughs> well, I well, did videos like that, but I've never had anything. So, somewhat viral. <laughs> but what's it like working with John Boy Media? It's awesome. It's a dream job, really. I mean, it's supposed to be a lot better if things were normal and we had baseball and whatnot. But now that I'm in a little bit of a routine and John Boy's got a plan for us and they're recording all these different shows and we're putting out all this different content, it's going great. It's a dream job. I mean, I'm doing for a job, what I would be doing for fun. And the best part about it is working with a group of guys that are all around my age. And we just kind of are goofing around for working at the same time. So what's your exact role? So I'm a content editor for them. So pretty much my job is to create any content related to the John Boy Media Initiative. And right now, when I came in, John Boy already had the Talking Yank show, Talking Baseball. They do like the comedy show called John Boy and Jake Radio. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. The, the other guys are doing Talking Giants and Talking Nets and things like that. So anything that comes out from John Boy Media episodes, I pretty much have to watch and then clip the best parts and edit them in a way that we can share them with the public and people will enjoy it. And other things that go into it, like with all these MLB plans that are coming out, I've been hopping on that and making graphics that like show which teams are in what division and stuff like that. So that's just an example. Um, so Trevor Poof works with us. He's played in the major leagues for nine years. So Absolutely. Really Minnesota Twins. Yeah. So, Trevor works with us, and he's one of our big connections to the players now. And he had this idea that we start making little highlight videos for the players. So, I did that for the first time last week. And they went for Jack Flaherty, and Jack Flaherty shared it and loved it and things like that. So, I'm probably going to keep doing things like that. So, it's just nonstop video editing and Photoshop and things like that. So, if Jock. Jo-
if if John Boy was to do forty videos videos a day, you would have to watch all forty of those videos. <laughs> uh, sort of. Now he's kind of given us free reign to do what we want. Um, in the sense that he understands we can't like just work nonstop. I mean, he's putting out so much content that he's. The workload's not too crazy. It just depends how much you want to take on. And, you know, I'm kind of a, a workaholic, I guess you could say. So I've come up with ways to fulfill my entire day, making different things for Jabber Media. So yeah, I try to get to every single episode they put out and promote it in some way, somehow, to the public to let them know that we have a new episode of such and such show out. But yeah, honestly, every single thing that John Boy took out, I go through and pick a good clip to share with people. Gotcha. Nah, he doesn't necessarily like demand it. He's just like, do what you can. Kind of deal. That's fair. Now, let me ask you this. Now, let me ask you this. Um, I just read something right now that the NBA is thinking about um, having... Walt Disney World Resort in Florida, which I'm closely heading down to Florida later on this week, just looking up in a couple of months from now. They're, they're supposedly having Walt Disney World Resort as a possibility for NBA players to go there and finish out the season. Because Florida is one of the states that are going to be reopened. Now, have you, are you a, a proponent of our baseball fans, or specifically in New York, where I rest in Cornwall, that they expect baseball be played in New York this summer, but starting without fans? Are you okay with that, and then later on having limited amount of fans, or are you okay with just having no fans from start to finish, and then bring the fans in maybe 2021? That's not really where my expertise lies, of course. I just want them to do whatever the health officials allow. And obviously the goal is to have as many fans at the game as possible. So as soon as they can have fans, I want them to have fans. Now, I don't want them to do anything that's unsafe. But one, they're not going to be allowed to do anything that's unsafe. And two, nobody's going to agree to anything that's unsafe. So I just trust that they're going to make the right calls on this stuff. And eventually, we're all going to be fans of the game. I don't know if that's going to be in 2020. If it is, it's probably not going to be till mid-September or October. In which case, I don't, I don't know when the playoffs are going to start and stuff like that. But they're saying playoff games at neutral sites in November because they want it to be in the dome or warm weather. So, I just want them to have fans as soon as they're allowed to have fans. You're not going to hear me saying that... They should never have fans, and this and that's unsafe because that's not up to me. It's, I don't understand what's safe and what's not safe. You know, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, I don't know anything about the virus or anything like that. So I just imagine that there's going to be health officials that give them the green light um, step by step. And I think they're going to start with no fans, and eventually they're going to, have, like you said, have a little bit of fans. Probably won't have like a full stadium until next year. That's exactly what I've been preaching to people that you're probably going to, and this is just my guess again, you know, I'm not a doctor, I'm not, I'm not a medical expert, but I'm just giving my opinion and I've always thought that if sports are to return, you have to start with no fans. 
Right, yeah, because it's just, because, like, you also have to make sure that you have, like, some sort of treatment plan in case that if someone were to get this virus, that it's not contagious, because even with the vaccine, you know people are going to get sick and the body's going to react differently, but, you, but it, it, the point is for not for people to, like, come back when it's not safe. The goal is to come back where even if someone were to get sick, you're not going to, like, die or you're not going to spread it to other people. So I've always been a proponent of start with no fans, then you can bring limited fans, and then I think 2021, I've always said 2021 is when you're going to see everyone come back. So I've been, I've been a proponent of 2021, and I think you're going to see limited fans come in, you know, as we get later on this year. What do you think? Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, it's just a matter of what the health officials say. And I think eventually they're going to have to realize that these are large businesses that need fans in order to make money and stuff like that. But I don't think they're going to do anything that's unsafe. Now, now what, what if when they allow fans to come back in, let's say it's next year, but there's still no vaccine, if you had to sign a waiver make, making them not responsible for if you get sick, would, would would you sign something like that? To go to a game? Yeah. Do you, you mean if I had to sign a waiver in order to be a fan at a game? Yeah, so 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 that the Yankees wouldn't be held responsible if, if God forbid, you got sick be, because of the virus. Yeah, absolutely. I would sign a waiver right now and go to Yankee Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Baseball nonstop because of the 
still are talking about the tax code thing. Uh, I think that it's ridiculous that Manfred says their defenses count even if there's no baseball in 2020. We know there's going to be some kind of baseball now, so it's not going to matter too much, but that was one of the biggest dumb things that came out in this whole situation is that he said if they have no season in 2020, then the suspension still count, which these guys got to sit in timeout. Like, there's punishment. They to sit there and watch baseball while other people play. So, either, I hope that they have to turn their full suspension. Honestly, they just have to sit just gonna have to change that for the rest of our lives even next year when we're allowed in the stadium we're just gonna have to be careful maybe we don't stand next next to everybody you know at the ballpark maybe we don't high five random people's hands for a home run you know maybe you just be clean because a lot of people they 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 leave the public restrooms and they don't even wash their hands so, so maybe this whole thing helps, helps people be a little cleaner. Now, say, say they allow people back in Yankee Stadium next year. Are you going right away or are, or are you going to wait a little bit to see how, how it plans out? Hey, I'll go to follow up. <laughs> wow. I, I got to live my life, man. Like, I got to, I, I let other people do what they want. Like, a month from now, and I'm back in my office or whatever, two months from now, if I go to shake somebody's hand, they don't want to shake my hand, that's fine, but I got to live my life, bro. <laughs> You're a better person than I am. Unfortunately, this virus has affected me, so probably when things start to open up, I'm probably, and my buddy can tell me, so I'm probably a little bit more cautious now because it affected me and my family a lot differently than it affected others. So I'm probably going to be mindful even when things start to open up. 
but also you're not going to be afraid to live my life. I'm just going to be more careful. And I think a tale tell to tell people is remember, just because parks and golf courses are going to slowly open up doesn't mean everything is open up. Restaurants haven't opened up. Businesses haven't opened up. There are things, social gatherings haven't been allowed yet. So this is just this is just a small step because the numbers have decreased. I think now there's only 300 people in New Jersey that have, that have died from this coronavirus. So I think the most important thing right now is continue social distancing, listen to your health officials, wear masks if need be, and only and only go out when you have to go out. That's just my thoughts. Yeah, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Affecting you and your family. Um, like I said, I, you know, I'm not going to force anybody else to do these things. You know, if somebody doesn't want to shake my hand, so be it. Yeah, that's fine. So, you, so you're not going to live any differently? Uh, I'll do what it takes to help other people, but as far as with my stuff, you know, I'll take my breath. You know, I'll get the virus, I'll get the virus, but better be living my life scared for the rest of my life. Let's just say baseball. We, I think we'll all agree that baseball is going to start at some point. I think it's, I think it's a, it's a foregone conclusion. It's, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And when baseball starts, you know, whether, you know, and the games are going to count, do you think um, the Yankees should still be the favorites to win all this year? Yeah, absolutely. The only other team that's even close is the Dodgers. So we'll see how that up, but I mean, we got the best pitcher in the league. Now, an injury-prone Yankee team has less games to play, so you figure, and the team had all this time to get healthy and prepare, so you figure that's not going to be as much of an issue anymore. If the Yankees stayed healthy all last year, and they had Derek Cole, I mean, you figure they win the World Series last year, so now you have to imagine they're fine to win it, to win it this year. The Dodgers are going to be the one major roadblock. I don't see any other team that has a chance to give me a left. So, so, so you don't even give the Astros a chance at all? No. They don't have Garrett Cole anymore. Not even Keith anymore. No, I don't think the Astros have a problem. Um, now, speaking of, I'm going back for football, and I always said that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback right now in the league. I think everyone knows that. So, your practice and oh God. your chance. Hey, quiet, man. He, he doesn't like knowledge. Now, my question to you is, you can, your Packers, um, like you said before, they're always in every year. How confident are you that they could, you know, do well against the teams like the Packers, like the Buccaneers, blowing up the 49ers are so good, the Seahawks are there, the Dallas Cowboys are head reloaded. How confident are you that, that the Packers could, you know, represent the NFC with all these teams are loaded up? And the Vikings in your division, by The Packers went 13 and 3 and made it to the NFC championship last year. Um, they didn't make, they didn't have any big losses. Of course, they didn't make any crazy additions either, but they had a really young defense that really burst off to the team last year. So, those guys are going to be another year. Have another year of experience under their belt, and they still got Aaron Rodgers. I mean, not with four second years, the head coach. So 
I see no reason why they can't do it, stop doing what they did for this year, and potentially get over the hump that they couldn't get over last year. Come on, Kyle. You you and I both know right now the NFC title game is going to be Buccaneer Saints. Things would have to go incredibly, incredibly wrong for, for that not to be the title game. The Saints didn't make it last year, did they? Oh, I like it. I like it. I like it. I like the thinking, man. I like the thinking. So, 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 so you think Aaron Rodgers can beat Tom Brady and Drew Brees? Come on now. <laughs> Drew Brees didn't make it as far as Aaron Rodgers did last year. Ooh, I, I, I love it. I love it. I love that. Hey, hey, don't pick on the best quarterback we've seen in the past 20 years. Don't be that mean. Who don't love Tom Brady? He, 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 he is God's American's gift. Yeah, I don't care about I don't care about Tom Brady. Um, anyway, speaking of, of, of Tom Brady, Kyle, how, how shocked were you that, that Brady left the Patriots to go to Tampa Bay? I guess I kind of saw it coming. Uh, they, you know, they've been hitting at it from the second half of last year on once everybody realized what the situation was going to be like. And I think the Patriots needed to let that happen as well. Because at some point you got to move on. We saw last year that I'm ready to try moving to pass the fighting in the playoffs. So it's time for Bill Belichick to try and prove that he can do it with a different guy. The crazy thing to me is we still don't know who that guy is going to be for the future. Jared Stenham, baby! It seems like the Patriots have always got a play until now, so it should be interesting. It's really cool to see Bill Belichick try to prove that he can do it without Brady and that Brady can do it without Belichick. But the thing is, you can't really use this as a huge... Now, if both of them fail, you can't really be like, well, they can't do it without each other because Brady's old as hell and Belichick being is getting a little outdated as well. So, you can't really be too mad at either one of them if it doesn't turn out for this year. So, it should be interesting if one of them does really well and the other one does. Everybody's going to be pointing the fingers. James, that was such a bad question. That is a common sense question. No one in their right minds would pick the Ravens. Jesus Christ, man. The Mark He's always bound to run into trouble in the playoffs. It's hard to continue playing that way through the playoffs and get through the best for the best one week after another. Or the guy like Pat Mahomes has that kind of talent. But said Patty Mahomes is that guy. He's, he's a he's a bad. All stop yourself. Now, now I now this is a personal question for me. Um, between the two, Ooh. I've always had a debate on Twitter. I've always had this um, debate on, on Twitter um, between, you know, because I'm a Giants fan, my buddy's a Patriot fan, but as a Giants fan, I've always defended Daniel Jones to the health. Jets fans have always defended Sam Donald to the health. If you had to pick, everyone, like, great, you know, the offensive weapons are good, the offensive line is good. If you had to pick one quarterback between Sam Donald and Daniel Jones, which one are you picking? 
I think that's going a little too far. Yeah. He is he is better than he is better than Daniel Jones. So that no, part no, you are I'm correct. Not asking you, you're not, I don't know his no, but, we, but I, I'm asking Kyle. And Kyle's a smart man. He he already answered your question, sir. Yeah, this is Daniel Jones, which you know, which is which is which is the right answer. No, it's not. It's really not. It is the right answer. Now, any, any, anywho, um, I do have to say, um, the fact that you're working with John Boy Media, the fact that, like, you're, you're doing all these good things, it's a testament of you working hard. So, what got you in this passion of working in media and doing content, and what drove you into doing what you're doing? Like, what, what got you that it's to, like, you know what, I can do this forever. So... When I was a young kid, I mean, really little, I always said I wanted to be on ESPN or whatever, and this is when I was very little. And I think it came from the fact that I was always like a very average athlete, but all my cousins and my best friends were really good at sports. So when I was really little, I adopted that, like, sports broadcasters, statistics guys, personalities, and... As I got older, I realized that there was way more opportunities out there than just being a broadcaster on ESPN. So, when I went to college, I got into writing for newspapers and stuff like that. And when I was about to graduate college, I asked my one professor what I had to do to get in this field called sports information. Because in my one sports journalism class, a sports information director came in and talked to our class. The guy worked for a college in the athletic department, keeping statistics and running the social media and being like the public relations director, just handling all the interviews with the coaching and stuff. And I was like, that sounds like something that I have to do, I'm qualified to do. So I asked my professor how I get into the field, and he gave me a list of people that he knows. I emailed them all, and I heard back from some college in Ohio, and next thing you know, I was working in Ohio, and I said, I was there for two years. I took another job that coach at a home in Pennsylvania at a school called Baltimore College. My most recent stop was at a, a school called Westchester University. That's where I was just a couple months ago before I got in touch with John Boy and he hired me. So that's where I am now. It's just kind of one thing up the next. I really kind of worked on my writing skills, my video editing skills and just my people skills in general to get to where I am now. And hopefully, this really works out for us to get a that back then and put it into the type of job that I can have for a long time. Awesome, good, good stuff. I also know that you're a flyer. So, yeah. I'm actually this. See, I'm the hot guy here on the show. So I gotta ask okay. you this. You're, you're a big time Flyers fan. How long this player are you? The Flyers are having a good season on the show. Um, they were, they were rolling. They were, they actually struggled to get off the gate. They were rolling now. Um, uh, I forgot his name. But some, of players, some of the players have been playing really well. 
And now the season's on pause, and you guys are just right there up for that Metro Division crowd. I think three points behind Washington. How fresh yeah. has it been? How fresh have you been? It's tough, man, because I have to So I'm a big Flyers fan because my girlfriend, that's the one sport she really loves, the topic. So she got me into it. Because I actually didn't really watch hockey growing up. It really wasn't that popular. And then my crowd and my crowd growing up. And she got me into it. So we started dating like four years ago. And that's when I started watching the Flyers. So they haven't really been good since then. They finally <laughs> made the playoffs a couple times and got bumped in the first round. So here we are finally in fine position to not just make the playoffs, but to be an actual contender. But like you said, we're only a few points behind the top to actually win the Metro Division, and then this happened. So, yeah, I do think, too, that the NHL and the NBA are going to come up with some kind of plan to finish it out. But I don't think they're just going to lay, lay down and not let it happen. But now, with a couple months off, the way that they were cruising along, you wonder if they're even going to have that same kind of mojo when things do come back. Well, here's the thing. Um, the NHL is going to reopen their facilities by mid to late May. Um, they're going to go into phase one having individual workouts. And then what they're hopeful is by mid-June that they can finish out their games because they have to collect their, their revenue money from members. Everything's all about money. As much as it's about safety, everything's all about money. And then they're out again. And they have to get their TV revenue money. So what I've been saying is um, they're going to open their facilities by mid-summer in May, probably closer to Memorial. Then mm-hmm. by late June, same thing with the NBA, you're going to have, you're going to have um, games in, in states probably like Florida or Georgia. Hockey, I can probably see maybe in the Dakotas or New Hampshire, something along those lines. Um, they already announced that they're going to have a virtual NHL draft because Montreal's not going to host it this year. They're going to host it next year, which I'll probably likely will be going next year. Um, I, I'm thinking what's going to happen is, is that they're going, what they're going to do is they're going to have open the facilities for individuals, shaping with the NBA, and then once it's like mid, mid, mid to late June, they're going to finish out their season, be getting the right thing to do, go to the playoffs, probably end by closer to Labor Day, and then you're going to have to delay next season, which will probably start probably like November. That's probably, yeah, and that's, when you'll probably, that's when you'll probably see a lot of fans start to come, like November, December-ish, when the weather gets colder and we hopefully have a vaccine by then, that's yeah. when you'll have, that's when you'll probably have, you know, fans coming. So that's what I think. And as far as how I see your team is, because I'm the hockey guy, I think the yeah. Flyers are one of those dangerous teams because they play well against they play well against every single team except for the Islanders, of course. But they play well against every other team. They've been competing very well, and I think the problem with a lot of all the teams that were hot, especially the Rangers. Is I think they're going to lose a little bit of that mojo because they were playing so well and then now it's stopped. So I think yeah. they have a little bit harder for teams that were hot to get out the gate. Except for the teams that were on losing streaks, I think this can help them regenerate themselves because they were losing and they were hurt. So it, it's going to hurt a lot of teams that were hot and help teams that were cold. So that's what I think is going to happen in both the NBA and the NHL. 
and the other sports, especially even though, well, the other two sports, basketball and hockey, this happened at towards the end of their season. I still think we should honor those contracts once the sports league starts. And for baseball, you just pro, you prorate the deal. So as if they were playing 152 games, but you know, this way, it, 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 the players win and the owners win. So the owners say the players will get paid and that's it. So that's the only fair way I can see it. The owners have to prorate the, the contract. Just remember, it's only for this season only. Yeah, and this season only is going to draw so much revenue because it's going to be like a moment in world history when it finally comes back. So yeah, when it does come back, the TV deals and the viewership and the ad revenue and stuff like that is just going to be crazy. That's very true. Um, from from your time time working with John Boy, what's the biggest thing you could take away that you've learned from John Boy and Jake? I love every sport. Baseball, basketball, football has always been my main one. 
For Yankees that you've seen, what's your Mount Rushmore? My all-time Yankees Mount Rushmore? Yeah. So Babe Ruth. No, no, no. For Yankees that for Yankees that you've seen. Be different. Don't add a- any of the core four. Alright, so pick four guys that aren't in the core four. Yeah. Yeah. That I've seen play in my lifetime. Yes. Yeah. Let's go. I'm going to throw you off there. I'm going to say A Rod. Okay. Bernie Williams. Okay. Paul O'Neill. Mm hmm. And. Man, you stuck me. How about, how about Mike Lucina? I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. I like it. I like it. I respect that. I respect that. Now, if I have more time to think about it, I'd probably... No, that's... that's now, for my basketball, my basketball, you're a Sixers fan, right? I'm not. So, I sort of don't really have an elite, but you're going to kill me when I tell you that I grew up a big Celtics fan. Oh, my God, why? <laughs> so... When I, when I was like, I was like 13 or 14, it was like even like 2006 or 2007, my dad got me the NBA TV package for the second half of the season because it was like a cheap deal. And I was like, well, I don't really have a favorite NBA team yet. So I just went, I figured I might as well pick a team that was not good. And the subject was bad. But I loved Paul Pierce for some reason. And... I think it's because a lot of people didn't like him. So I said, I'm going to be stubborn and like this guy. <laughs> so I got rid of the public. And that's like two or three years right before they got really good. And it's been a little bit of a struggle of late. But I mean, they've been a competitor every year. But my biggest thing that turned me away from the NBA of late is the fact that only a few teams had the chance to win. So the public had been in the Eastern Conference Finals like three times pretty recently. But every year it was like a waste of time because they were just getting eliminated by the block. So. All right, James, we got five minutes left. Do your rapid fire. Okay, um, this is what I like to call rapid fire questions. I'm going to ask you quick questions. You're going to give me the answer off the top of, my head, on top of your head. Ready? Oh, okay, favorite Packer pack player um, growing up? I mean, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, favorite Yankee player right now? And both. All right, most overrated player on the Yankees? Mmm. Miguel Andrew. Oh! <laughs> you you hurt a lot of female Yankee fans right there when you yes, said you that. Did. Yes, you did. I know. You're not kidding, bro. I get, I get bragged when I say that on Twitter. <laughs> okay, I'll... Because we're pressed for time. Um, 
right now. In the whole league? In the whole league. <laughs> oh, that's so tough. Uh, oh, that's tough. So how about... Oh, man. I don't know, man. How about... Uh, the the one person I would choose is Harper. I would yeah, Harper's kind of overrated, but keep, I like Harper because he's really entertaining. Harper's good. That, that's the top out here. Everybody thinks like Harper. Just because he gets so much attention and he really has only had like one amazing season. That's tough, man. It's, tough. it's hard. Real quick, it's hard to overrate baseball players because the statistics tell you almost everything you need to know. Girl, okay, I'll In other sports, Absolutely. Yeah, man. If you ever, uh, you ever want to do it again, just let me know. I'm, I'm game. And then, uh, if you, get, if you get send me the link to this and stuff when you're, when you're done, I'll be happy to share it. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good, man. Thank you, man. Much appreciated. Take care. All right. Thank you, guys. Yep. I'll talk to you later. Take care, man. All right. Peace. And that was the brilliance of Kyle Condor. Uh, you, you really stumped him with that question. About the overrated, I'm I'm shocked about that, but his his brilliance is very good. He's he's young, but he's mature. He's smart, and and again to to get one video for it to get three hundred and thirty four thousand views, that is pretty impressive. Most of the time, when you put something on social media, maybe you get a couple of retweets. Maybe you get 10, 20 views from your friends, but to where people that you physically do not know will spend the minute and 30 seconds watching that video and to share it out around, 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 that is pretty, pretty impressive. Um, everybody knows John Boy's work, so it's not even something we have to hype up, but they have a lot of content talking everything. Nets, Giants, Yankees, everything except for the Mets. Uh, they 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 cover a lot of good stuff. He's he's been on the K show. He's he's been he's been on ESPN. He broke the whole Astros cheating scandal. Pretty much, he's a really talented lip reader. So go check out all things John Boy Media. Check out Kyle. Uh, 
a guest who we should have on next week, Keith McPherson. He's joined John Boy Media as well. Check out jo- Joe's McFly. And uh, they're, they got really talented young people over there. Very talented. I couldn't agree more. Um, great that we had Kyle on. I mean, tomorrow we're going to have Nate, um, Nate, who is doing really well. We're getting all these big-time guests on his show. Um, 